So back in 2020, I, Steven Schinder, started a podcast called Delayed Replay, recapping and reviewing the latest films. However, it got broadcast into an alternate universe, where those films got delayed and came out differently from how I was describing them. Because of how me and my guests had been describing the films, people in that other universe were saying that this was all an improvised comedy podcast, which, listening back, I can totally get why they believe that. A lot of weird stuff happened in that first year, and I even met my other self from that other universe, who pops in from time to time, for better or worse. And now, in the year 2023, this podcast continues, still recapping and reviewing movies and sometimes some other things that got delayed or cancelled in that other universe. New episode Saturdays, every other week, unless I decide otherwise for some special reason, or whatever. You are listening to Delayed Replay, Season 4. Hey everyone, before the Despicable Me 4 discussion starts, just want to mention that after the discussion and after the plugs, there will be a little state of uh, the state of animated movies type of discussion, like a little two cents thrown in. And then after that, there will be a spoilery review of, well, beginning with non spoilers and then going to spoilers for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And then. Uh, yeah, that'll be the end of this episode, and then next time, at the end of the next episode, there will be a Blue Beetle review. Uh, just a heads up, uh, Blue Beetle definitely became the more enjoyable of the two. Definitely recommend that. Watch it if you can. But yeah, without further delay, enjoy the show. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Delayed Replay, that podcast where we recap and review movies that got delayed in that other universe but came out on time in our universe. I'm your host, as always, Stephen Schinder, and joining me to talk about Despicable Me 4, uh, you may have heard him before, it is Greg. Uh, what are you having on this warm summer day? Um, I had some nice fish for dinner. That's what you're asking me. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I have a mocha ice cream chino from Jack in the Box. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Your ice does not deserve to touch the blessed coffee. You're telling me you don't like coffee-flavored ice cream either? Um, I don't think I've had coffee-flavored ice cream before. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, is that not a thing over there in England, or I never have come you across just, it. just not seen it? I've never come across it. Huh. There's, like, coffee chocolate and stuff, which is nice. But no, I've never seen ice cream. Huh. That's interesting. But anyway, so we're talking about Despicable Me 4, and, well, to start off, like, what have been your overall... Uh, like experiences and impressions when it comes to Illumination and their movies? Uh, I, th I think they definitely um, are one of the better newer um, animation studios because I know Sony 
sometimes this stuff can be a bit stupid. Obviously not um, talking about the Spider-Verse movies because they're insane. But like, I've, I don't think I've seen like any of the open season movies. <laughs> Those are horrible, probably. Oh, yeah, I've seen all three of them, and yeah, it's diminishing returns, like, the further you go. (laughs) (laughs) But with um, the Illumination movies, I think they did the Lorax and Super Mario Bros., didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to be be quite quite consistent, I think, compared to other studios at the minute. Like, especially Disney. Like, Disney go up and down at the minute, I'm not sure. Is anything they've made recently that was amazing? Yeah, I'm kind of having a hard time remembering what the most recent thing Disney has put out animation-wise is. Because I know there's like Pixar's Elemental, but I haven't seen that one, so I don't know. But yeah, I feel like with Illumination, their animation style consistently look looks decent, at least. But I feel like in terms of, like, the story, sometimes it can be hit and miss. Um, Like, I really enjoyed Mario, but there's stuff like the Secret Life of Pets movies that are just, like, oof, you know? So it's, like, sometimes (laughs) you kind of don't know what you're going to get. It's like like a box of chocolates. Yeah, exactly. A box of coffee-flavored chocolates. But no, this Secret Life of Pets sequel had Harrison Ford in it, so that saved the movie for me. Eh. But I wasn't really a fan of the Sing movies, but everything else has been pretty good. Uh, like, uh, yeah, Hulk, I, I kind of liked like the Hulk. Sing movies, but yeah, it's they're not for everyone. I don't think I've seen the Grinch one that they did. Yeah, I thought the Grinch one was good. Like it, it like it's kind of in some ways it kind of updates the thing and that he has like social anxiety. So they kind of throw that in a bit, which I do appreciate, but I feel like the previous versions, I still prefer uh, at least a little bit. Um, I know the Jim Carrey one hasn't aged well in some places in the movie, but still gives me that warm Christmassy feeling in the end. So, you know, yeah, I think it's the only one I haven't seen that they've done. Yeah, I remember people were like super mad when they first saw the trailer or something. They were like, how dare they remake this thing? And it's like, it was already remade once before. Like, be quiet. And Disney were like, this is the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, instead of live action to animation, it's the other way. Yeah. Um, but what about the Despicable Me series? Like, what's been your overall experience with those? Um, it's the only thing I've seen Steve Carell in, I think. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't really watch much of his stuff. Yeah, because you only watch the British office, not the American office. <laughs> I watch, like, one episode of the British office. <laughs> exactly, and since they're only, like, 12 episodes and a special and some movie that we don't talk about um it's basically like the equivalent of saying you've seen one season of the office <laughs> ah that's fair enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like the same percentage of watch time <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he was in um asteroid city i think 
which I quite enjoyed. I don't know if you've seen that one yet. I haven't the seen US it Anderson yet. Movie. Yeah, I see that. It's str- I think it's streaming now as of when we're recording, so I might catch it. Um, I think it's like on Peacock or something. But yeah, Steve Carell, he, he's done... Uh, I mean, I know you already know this, but he's done like a lot of comedy movies. It was even in a comedy drama that I really like from like 10 years ago called The Way Way Back, where he kind of plays against what you'd expect from him. Like he plays a stepfather who is kind of, he's kind of mean to this. Well, I guess he's not technically a stepfather. He's like the mom's boyfriend. And he like basically the beginning sums up his character. He has the 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 kid, uh, I forget what his name is, uh, Duncan, I think that's what his name was. He asked Duncan, like, what what would you rate yourself on a scale from 1 to 10 as a person? Mm. And he says 6, and then Steve Carell's like, no, I think you're a 3. And it's like, <laughs> it was, like just right there, you know what terrible person he is. Yeah, that's Steve Carell in just real life. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was, like, pretty different from what I expect from him. But, um... But here in Despicable Me, you know, he's playing a a dad who's actually surprisingly good as a dad, you know. He's got the three daughters and now the wife and... Um, yeah, teenage uh, daughters as well, so it's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they're definitely... They definitely argue, as teenagers do now, like, in, in this one, so... I feel like in that sense, this film kind of loses some of the charm because it's like there's a lot of yelling and screaming now. And it's like, uh, just shut up already, everyone. <laughs> what One of the things that, well, I think you might already know this, but I, I watched the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem. Mm-hmm. And the turtles don't like yell and, and scream or whatever, but they do talk an awful lot and they say some cringe stuff like they keep mentioning celebrities on and on and it's oh. like throughout the movie i kept thinking can you just shut up already <laughs> <laughs> yeah so some of those um horror movies that come out recently where they just use like i don't know if it's gen z humor or whatever but it's just not funny at all Oh, yeah, I think you know I mean? Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was one of them. Yeah, yeah, it was horrifying. Yeah. Not not in a good way. Right, and I felt kind of bad because, like, my friend Callum recommended it and it sounded good, and then I just didn't like it, really. Yeah, I can't stand the way they talk. <laughs> Nobody should be allowed to talk like that. Right, and it's weird because in this movie... You know, the the daughters are teenagers. I think the oldest one is, like, going off to college or something. And, uh, but also, like, Gru and, um, what's her face? Uh, Kristen Wiggs character. I'm, like, blanking <laughs> on her name. Uh, Lu- Lucy. Lucy Wild. Lucy Wild. Yeah. That's wild. Right. Basically, they're also kind of wondering, like, um, like, what are they going to do when the daughters eventually 
like they're all grown up and they all leave the nest. So they're kind of feeling like they they don't understand te- their teenage daughters right now, but they're also like kind of dreading when they're leaving. And so it's this weird existential thing where they both kind of feel like failures even by like just not understanding the daughters and like how to connect with them again if that makes sense it's a real weird dilemma and like uh, i don't know like is this the direction that they should have gone or do you think they should have gone with something else well i mean it's very um poignant at the moment i think because of um just children being absolutely reckless you know and um but uh with the uh the family dilemma it causes them to uh, to seek out a way to get them out of their environment because it's all like the schools and bullying and all that sort of stuff it's like um for the internet it's you can see them on the phones all the time and it's like we've got to get them get them out of that situation so yeah. the main premise of the story is them going to on vacation to another country to see if they can uh, pry the kids away from their phones yeah because throughout this whole beginning of the movie you see the constant thing that they do where they send text messages and you're bombarded by them on the screen so it's like i feel really sorry for anyone who saw this in 3d and had to put up with that sort of stuff just flying at you you know the text messages (laughs) yeah they say keep your phone quiet but they just shove it in your face Right. But yeah, Gru is looking in his scrapbook. Um, You even see like some of the stuff that he and the minions were up to in Rise of Gru. So, you know, going into space and stuff, you see like those nice little continuity nod there. And he gets inspired, like you mentioned, um, how like they should go on vacation somewhere. So he basically spins a globe and then tries throwing a dart at it, but then it bounces off of the globe and hits him in the knee. (laughs) Like a dart to the knee. Yeah. (laughs) He's an adventurer. (laughs) He's an adventurer like you, but it's an arrow to the knee. I know. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, basically, uh, Lucy just like chooses a place that she's like, let's go to India. And they're like, oh, okay. So they end up going there. But there's also like this little dilemma of like whether or not they should also invite uh, Gru's brother, Drew, you know, from the third movie. Yeah. So they're kind of like, oh, would it be wise to invite him? You know, he can be a bit much. Uh, and then, uh, like, what what do you think of how they handled the, this part of the movie? Well, like, they had to sit him down in, like, it's like a family, um, like, last resort to, like, tell him, like, please, please, can you stop? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're going to come with us to India. But can you please don't be your usual self? We need to show the kids, like, how to be, I don't know, normal. 
because obviously they're not because they're like used to be super villains and everything <laughs> but at least a semblance of uh, normality in their life yeah and so drew agrees uh to the point where you know because they asked him to not be himself so he decides to change his voice and this is when they get another voice actor to do his voice um and that voice actor is adam sandler oh (laughs) (laughs) but it's like it's like he puts on a weird voice though like he tries to make you think oh that's that's not adam sandler no yeah it's like the childish voice that adam sandler sometimes does oh where he basically like he would sound like i am drew and it's just like oh that's like really annoying (laughs) (laughs) yeah he really took a dive after um uncut gems (laughs) don't think he's put a good film since then yeah i thought the movie hustle the basketball one he did after was decent I actually didn't like Uncut Gems as much because I got tired of all the yelling, to be honest. <laughs> wow. I mean, you, you, you must have hated um, The Wolf of Wall Street because that's all that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I did hate it, actually. <laughs> so they go to this resort in India, which just so happens to be called The Last Resort. Um, Papa Roach just comes out. This is my last resort. <laughs> no, I didn't get it. Wait, can you explain that to me? Papa Roach wrote a song called Last Resort. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Oh, uh, yeah, you have to, um, after this episode, you have to go and, and listen to it. That's your um, homework. Oh, damn. <laughs> homework again? Dang. <laughs> I thought I graduated years ago, but okay, I guess. <laughs> we thought your work would give you homework. Yeah, just so I think I'm out, they pull me right back in. But anyway. uh, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> CJ, <laughs> get off the bike. No, not the train. <laughs> but yeah, they go to this last resort, which, unbeknownst to them, is run by some other supervillain. Uh, what what'd you think of the supervillain that they had here? I mean, the fact that they called him um, Get Jiggy With It, I was like, okay, either this is going to be like a, a saw, like a, like it's a jigsaw kind of thing, or <laughs> Will Smith is just going to bounce out and he's going to start singing and everyone. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so Get Jiggy With It is... Based, he's kind of seems like a... Uh, like trying to be a jack of all trades like he's he sees himself as both a chef and a judge so he wears like uh one of those chef um like hat things but also a judge's robe thing and it's it's not a very interesting design in my opinion like no. but when when they meet get jiggy with it uh they're like, oh, hel- hello. And then Drew is basically like asking if he has a rat under his hat <laughs> and like just trying to take <laughs> off his hat, which becomes a running gag and gets like really annoying. And he's like, no, that's Pixar. It's just the wrong animation studio. 
<laughs> yeah, like like he literally says that, like breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> yeah. Also, Gru and the family, like they bring. Well, they consider bringing the minions, but they're like, eh, they might be a bit much. So instead, the minions decide to go off and create their own vacation place called Illumination. I mean, Illumination, Illumination Mansion. This yeah. Is the, what? the Dojo, the Dojo Casa. Mojo Dojo Casa House. Oh, uh, from Barbie. <laughs> yeah, what, what a weird movie. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's like Mojo Dojo from Powerpuff Girls. I remember that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they create this uh little island off the coast of India, like in case they the family needs them or whatever. So the family starts doing like some activities that. The last resort. You know, now and then we cut to Illuminion Nation and seeing the minions do their stupid antics. Uh, you know, like doing ballet and a little, what looks like a reenactment of Twilight. Like one of them's dressed as a werewolf, another as a vampire, and it's real <laughs> weird. And uh, I honestly feel like there was like too much minion screen time in this one. And that's not a new criticism. Like, it's happened in some of the other movies, but I really felt like it. this felt like they were doing it quite a lot in this one, didn't it? Um, I don't, I don't find them annoying. Like, they do make weird noises and stuff, and they it's basically like Alvin and the Chipmunks on steroids, is what I think of it as. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's just a way of putting um jokes in in a quicker fashion like you can just spitball quickly with the the minions and obviously it sells a lot so yeah i don't know like i feel like the minions are fine in small doses oh like but i don't know like when they got their own movie. It was like, eh, but when they made the second one a bit more about Gru, like, I was like, okay, that's better. And um, the third movie, like, I really like the first two movies, although in the second one, I could see they were trying to insert more minions. So it was like, oh, so this is where it's going. And then the third movie, I didn't like as much, but it wasn't just because of the minions. I j- just the plot of that i just didn't like it as much in general for that third one so for this fourth one while i was watching and seeing how they kept constantly cutting back to the minions i was like oh for uh geez for bob's sake you know like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was half expecting them to like beg for a woman to come into the Illumination, Illumination, to hell of it was, because they got sick and tired of having a patriarchy, so needed a woman in there to spice things up. <laughs> right, yeah, that was like something I was kind of confused about with the minions, was, I don't remember if they ever addressed, like, the gender politics of minions, but... 
Yeah, the, there was this weird gag where uh, they like build a snowman and make it look like a woman, but because it's like the weather's like super hot, it melts like super quickly, and then they all start crying, and it's like super annoying. <laughs> yes, yeah, a gag, grip man. You got you got each other. The bros, the bros are there for you. <laughs> they just party all the time whilst um they're all, like all screwing the fan are like just wandering the streets of India getting harassed by people on bikes. These people on bikes, like it turns out that these ones are working for Get Jiggy with it. So they're trying to steal stuff from Gru and his family in or like trying to steal their knowledge in order to improve this device that uh, get jiggy with it has and like they're basically he's trying to create this uh, flamethrower freeze ray so it's like a two in one type thing yeah it like, it like boils them but then also freezes them afterwards so it's like it's a net zero kind of thing but <laughs> it doesn't really do anything or like they melt you probably ended up because like Get, get jiggy with it, finds like, he ties people up to these poles like, to like show off his weapon like he freezes them first and then he, um, he's like oh, I'm I can, it's fine, it's fine, this weapon's fine I can save you and he just switches it into the freeze ray you know, into the flamethrower and then the ice goes away but they're all dead and he's like, oh I'm sorry he, he goes up to the the people on the poles and he's like I'm a good person on the inside I'm sorry I did this to you will you please forgive me and then like he like grabs the mouth and like makes it seem like they're talking back to him and it's like just stop man just stop (laughs) (laughs) yeah this guy got surprisingly dark actually (laughs) um and also Dr. Nefario is still frozen in carbonite but they bring the thing of carbonite with him in it with them to the resort so it's like they're constantly lugging him around even though he's like still frozen <laughs> well he, the, the guy has a flamethrower why don't they just give it to him to to melt yeah i mean eventually that is what happens but uh yeah it kind of feels like russell brand only wanted to come back for a short session like kind of it kind of felt like he wanted to just uh record in one day and then peace out but at least that's the vibe i got it's pretty pretty nefarious if you ask me yeah it did dr nefarious from from ratchet and clank i wouldn't know <laughs> yeah no i didn't expect you to <laughs> yeah it also felt like the dialogue in the movie just felt really phoned in. Like, I almost got the impression that most, if not all, the actors, like, didn't really feel like they wanted to come back, really. No, I feel like you could have ended on Despicable Me 3, to be fair, and just, like, go back with, like, the Minions movies, because it lets you go back to Gru's childhood which is honestly more interesting than anything they could have done in this future. Like, there are plenty of films out there that deal with um, 
Oh, this it's, li- it's literally The Incredibles two. Now that I think about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, you don't... <laughs> like it's not really necessary, is it? Like this type of story. I mean, with Incredibles two, I actually really liked that one, but I feel yeah. Like... I'm, I'm saying because I did it already. You didn't really need. Oh, I see. Yeah. Just because you're trying to do it with Secondary Four, it's like well. It's really hard to do that. You could have done a different story, you know. Yeah, and it does kind of feel like they're they do try to have their cake and eat it too. When, like later on in the movie, um, there is like this time travel plot that's thrown in out of nowhere, where Get Jiggy with it decides to go back in time and try to eliminate <laughs> like the young grew when like he's a kid and so young grew ends up in the present and he and adult grew like end up joining forces and of course eventually they have to like erase his memory of the event so the timeline makes sense but i don't know it just felt like there's a bit too much grew in this movie by having both of them and especially when you have drew in the picture as well so it's like having Two and a half grooves, you know. It's um into the grooniverse. <laughs> uh, that that just sent me into the groniverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, at some point, one of the minions is like dressed in red and has a hat and a mustache and the overalls and looks. <laughs> very much like super mario you know yeah i do know you (laughs) (laughs) but young grew is like let's get the minions his help and so they're like okay and so it's like they get the minions from illuminion nation or whatever the hell it's called and the illumination the mansion i don't know something i couldn't remember <laughs> yeah they're they're like eating roast chicken and when they arrive and they're like hey minions we need your help and they like spring into action and form they like uh, stack themselves on top of each other and form a giant mecha minion <laughs> which i was not ex- <laughs> i mean I, I don't remember if it was because there was like, a mecha wasn't there they were like mech giant mech suits in the last movie uh, maybe I don't know if a la- the third one was forgettable, and then ri- Rise of Gr- like I don't know like the- it's like when I look back at these movies, it's like there are some things that I remember and some things that feel like they could have been in the movies because that's how sort of outrageous they are. But I just like don't know unless I actually sit down to watch them again, you know? Yeah. I mean, all I remember was the uh, Kitar guy. I think he was the villain in that one. In the third one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. A former child actor for the 1980s from destroying Hollywood after the show was cancelled. Oof. Do it nowadays with Netflix cancelling every show that comes out. 
Right, ex- <laughs> unless you're like Stranger Things. I didn't know they got the prequel thing come out, so didn't they? Yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty sure there's like a spinoff in the works. So you know, have you seen all of it? Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all caught up. Yeah, oof, I've seen one episode. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, it's a show where they should have quit while they were ahead and just left out one season. Well, did it end on a good note, or was it something that they were like, oh, yeah, we could carry this on, or we couldn't? Uh, the end of the first season, it did have an ominous, like, final note, so it it did kind of feel like they left the door open in case they wanted to continue. But I honestly would have been fine if they just left it there, even with that final ominous note. Um, back to Despicable Me for so Awakens. Um, wow. I can't remember what happens next. Um, so we have... Well, well get, get Jiggy with it uh, tries... Uh, tries beating up these minions with like his evil jiggy dance moves yes he like he does like a jiggy ballet yeah but the minions have also been practicing ballet so it's like they're evenly matched yes yeah, good dance off but like he kicking each other in the face it's like, but it got it's good it gets the the cartoon or the cartoon the uh, the comic book sound effects and when they keep hitting each other Oh yeah, like pow and wham, that type of thing. <laughs> now that I think about it, that just reminds me of um, the Lego Batman movie where the gun is going pew pew pew. <laughs> yeah. And and of course, uh, since they're in India, they feel like they have to turn this into a Bollywood dance number. This fight sequence, so everyone starts dancing, and it goes on for quite a while. Yeah, um, I think that was at least half the movie. I think. Yeah, it was a long time. I feel like I, that happened with something else I, I reviewed on the sh- show. I can't remember which movie it was, but yeah, <laughs> I'd have two cents if this happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it felt like they just made like a really long music video. Like, I don't know why they thought that'd be a good idea. I guess if we didn't have a story. They're like, okay, let's just put like a huge ass music video. Yeah, this Bollywood, this Minions Bollywood music video thing. It should be called Despicable Me for Minions. Minions meet meet Bollywood or something. (laughs) Yeah, or I was thinking, I was kind of surprised that they didn't title this Despicable Minions, you know? Or on the on the end comes a four. Sure. <laughs> you know they would do that, like they did a scream where they put the M and the or did the, the just the two lines of the M into a six for some reason. It's quite <laughs> Do you remember that? For Scream Six? Yeah, they took some of like the lines of the M. Oh yeah, they did. The like six. the yeah, the V I, yeah. Was even Actually, the whole I actually thought that was clever. 
But hey, if they ever get to scream 50, they could just highlight the M since the M is like Roman numeral for 50, I think. Or is that 100? I don't remember. I do not know, but I don't think they should make any more screen movies. I think they should make an infinite number of um, Final Fantasy movies because I haven't got to the 13th film yet. Like, come on. Yeah, they should. It's got to at least get to 13, you know? <laughs> it's like how uh, we did it before they did. But also, I feel like the fact that Friday the 13th of all, fa- of all horror film franchises hasn't had a 13th, Friday the 13th just. Kind of feeds what into this idea it? that that there's like this curse against there being a thirteenth one, it's which so kind of, is kind of fitting because of bad luck, you know. It would just be called Friday the thirteenth, the thirteenth one. <laughs> yeah, or they could just call it the thirteenth Friday the thirteenth, even though one of the movies was a reboot in a separate timeline. But who cares? Like, just call it that, you know. I hated that movie. I know you liked it though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I love Freddy versus Jason. Like, oh my god, yes. Yeah, I mean there are worse ones than Freddy versus Jason, to be fair, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Like like um with Jason X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen. Right. But um yeah, so it takes a while for this Bollywood dance number to end. Um, I was surprised and not in a good way that they even included these characters from an, an Illuminations short called um, called Everyone is a Weenie or Every One what? of Us is a Weenie when there's like some weenies that are like sentient or something. <laughs> That's a weenie. You you know, like from hot dogs, you know? But oh, it's wieners. like Yeah, wieners, yeah. Um but they are you know, sausages, you know. Um Sound thankfully fun. it's not like that Seth Rogan movie, but that that oh. illumination short was like very like I, I was like not liking what it was laying down. It was just made me not want to be watching anything like like it was bad it was pretty bad uh so to insert that into this despicable me movie is just oof you know yeah what's better off i don't need to see all those sausages right i did minion colored as well and they had like little grew outfits on yeah like they grew legs (laughs) Like, yeah, transform. they're yellow because they get covered in mustard. Yeah, yeah. Like I could feel my brain cells dying as I kept watching this sequence, um, and evidently that's what happens to get jiggy with it. Like he just feels so overwhelmed by the absurdity of everything that it just always down on him, and he just uh, like he his brain just loses power and then he just drops dead, you know? Uh, he falls into the ocean and just... Like, that's the end of him, I guess. Uh, I guess he didn't see... I guess he didn't stay for the uh, post credit scene. Oh, no. 
there was like this huge whale that came across and like swallowed him and you just see him land on um like on one of some of the insides of the whale and like his eyes just pop open and then this screen face to black and it says get jiggy with it return <laughs> Oof. yeah but that could mean but that could mean anything like it could be just for a short because like given the box office performance of this like i don't know like like, I don't know if they'll make another one, honestly. I think people are kind of over Minions and Despicable Me now. I don't know. Yeah, it probably only worked when people had ringtones. It's like the Crazy Frog thing. <laughs> oh, the do, 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 yeah. like that one. Yeah, that was only big because people liked the Minions and ringtones and stuff. And now it's just like, I think we've moved on. It's like, why don't we get a uh, a trilogy of um, Wreck-It Ralph movies? Where's my, where's my trilogy? Oh yeah, <laughs> where's Wreck-It Ralph 3? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so many people have asked that, right? I mean, probably. I personally haven't heard anyone I know ask for that. Well, I'm happy to be the first. <laughs> Congrats. I did like those movies. They were pretty fun, actually. I think yeah, Wreck-It Ralph 2 was like one of the only like recent children movies that I saw at the cinema. <laughs> like, I actually went and saw that. <laughs> yeah, weirdly, one of the daughters from Despicable Me, like in one of these other Illuminations shorts that I watched recently, she kind of looked like Vanellope uh, when she was like, riding her bike or or driving a go-kart or something i don't remember the context like the the collection of illuminations shorts that i watched on netflix recently are kind of a blur and a mixed bag overall is that when you bombarded us with like 15 reviews (laughs) yeah on letterboxd yeah something like that but yeah we have to talk about why you watch clock what clock mark clockmaker but the picture says timekeeper. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. Pictures present. <laughs> yeah, well the short answer is uh um so well I don't know if this is a short answer, but basically when I was a kid, I watched a movie called Magic Island and it was by Moonbeam Pictures. It was this movie where uh, it came out in 1995 and it involves a kid who like goes into a book and meets pirates and a mermaid and there's a pizza tree and sand sharks are literally in the sand. Yo, um, that is a wild cover art. Yeah. Oh, there's pieces, there's a dinosaur, there's pirates, what the hell is going on? Yeah, like it was such a wild movie, but looking watching it now, it's like it's it's okay, but there's still like some nostalgia value for me but it it got me curious about what other movies were released under moonbeam pictures and for those that don't know moonbeam is like the family side of full moon features i love love full moon features yeah like they put out puppet master demonic toys all those movies um the really bad movie titled jigsaw from 2002 which is all the worst movies i've ever seen i recently watched a couple other moonbeam uh movies one of them was the shrunken city which 
was very mech. Like they didn't even spend time inside of the shrunken city as much as you would think. But it was probably because they already did something to that effect in a movie from months before that called um, The Secret Kingdom, which I actually enjoyed. I thought it was fine. It felt like a long Goosebumps episode, so I kind of dug it. And then, so for this one, Clockmaker, which I guess over the years was retitled Timekeeper or something, I watched it today just because it was the 25th anniversary of it and i had seen it pop up on uh on prime uh in recent weeks so i was like i'll just watch it then um and it was really boring and not much happened (laughs) (laughs) why is it like all the child actors in all these movies are exactly the same like it's all the same child actors. yeah it 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 does feel like they're trying (laughs) at that time they were getting like the same type of kid and not really diversifying and the acting can be really hit and miss but yeah i don't know like for moonbeam movies i guess i got kind of curious because like uh, i guess i was wondering how do they compare to disney channel original movies like in terms of like how entertaining would these children movies or family movies be you know so i guess i was just like want to compare or whatever you glad you found out that they're all pretty bad? Yeah, not really. <laughs> I mean, I hear you talk about um, what that baseball one or was that the chef one? Being oh, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Yeah, it involves <laughs> both baseball and cooking. Yeah, <laughs> it's, pro- it's probably my favorite Disney Channel original movie, honestly. <laughs> You always campaign for, like, a sequel to that or something. Well, well, yeah, it would be so easy. Like, okay, so for those who don't know, uh, this came out in 2003. So, you know, it turned 20 recently. And it's about a junior high school kid who is on a baseball team. And he wants to cook. But at that time, like, his classmates think, oh, cooking is a girly thing. So... He pretends that he accidentally got him and his friends enrolled in home economics. And that's when he starts cooking and he enters a cooking contest. So it's and but his dad like doesn't really approve. So it's basically high school musical before high school musical was a thing. And, you know, with just a couple things switched out for other things, you know, so it kind of bothers me that history was kinder to High School Musical than to Eddie's Mill and Dark Cook-Off in terms of the content. Mm. But basically, my pitch for a sequel would be, um, like, it would be a Disney Plus series, but, you know, Eddie would be, like, 20 years older or something, and there would be a new generation of uh, kids who want to learn how to cook, and maybe they enter, like, a cooking show like like a master chef junior type thing but uh you know you know changed enough so that it's its own thing um but also there'd be a subplot where uh eddie's dad has uh maybe like a heart attack because of like some bad he has to change up his diet or something and uh he also there'd be a heartwarming moment where he thanks a nurse uh, a male nurse for all the help because that's another thing like they kind of make fun of male nurses in the in the movie but 
uh, the subplot would be Eddie trying to figure out recipes to make healthy food for his dad that also tastes really good. So like to help his dad adjust to a new lifestyle. So that would basically be my pitch, uh, pun intended, for a, a sequel to that. Yes, this is definitely what you expected to to talk, to talk us through today. <laughs> I mean, honestly, no. Like, if anything, I thought maybe I would talk about this idea on an, another friend's podcast someday. But, um, but yeah, this will be the main selling point of this delayed replay episode. I you know, guess. you'd get like one season of it, and they cancel it, like Willow. But like, well, yeah, the, of it, more seasons. <laughs> yeah, it would be only one season. Yeah. My God, why won't they? Why would they tease us like that with those books and then not give us another season? Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know how big the viewership was, honestly, which is disappointing. But yeah, like I, I really enjoyed the Willow TV show, but I also think it was kind of weird that you know, for a show based on a movie where a little person is the main hero. Well, I thought it was kind of weird that the ensemble cast of the TV show didn't have a couple more or a few more little people as the heroes, you know? So I thought I just thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, just Willow and then everyone else who are new characters. Yeah, I guess it could go into final thoughts for Despicable Me 4 now that we're so far away from it and have pretty much said all we need to say about it. <laughs> um <laughs> So, what are your final thoughts and score out of 10 for Despicable Me 4? Um, well, I didn't see much point in them making a sequel in the first place, so that kind of raises quite low. And then having half the film be a Bollywood music video, basically a Bollywood version of Sing, even though I didn't like him singing in the first place. Um, you know, yes, what it is. It's a despicable made course of sing. Um, but uh, no, um, I liked um, Get Jiggy with it. He was uh, he was probably the most entertaining part of the movie, which isn't saying a lot, but he was definitely the standout. Um, I would probably write this movie uh, I'll give it 3 out of 10 as there should be that many Rekka Ralph movies <laughs> okay yeah I actually was going to go 3 out of 10 as well um, like 3 out of 10 uh, Russell Brand's or Dr. Nefario's Frozen and Carbonite. Like, look, I don't have anything against Bollywood sequences. I think they can be quite good. But the way it was constructed for this movie and how much of the runtime it took up, it felt very haphazard the way that it came across. Like, it kind of felt like a parody of Bollywood in a weird way. And it just, the whole cliche thing of the plopping like oh let's go on vacation and then like i guess they the family kind of grew closer together um, <laughs> see we did yeah that. yeah see we did there 
but it didn't feel earned in my opinion mm-hmm. and i i know people were saying like oh they're gonna age up the kids it's gonna really shake up the status quo but there was potential for that but it felt so the way that it went down like it just wasn't compelling enough to the point where it feels so removed from the other uh despicable me movies um and you know i I still think the third one is like pretty eh, but like this is worse than even that and the first minions movie so it's like it's really disappointing and it truly is despicable this one so um i do hope that you know with a box office that illumination has learned something you know and like just throwing minions and and dance sequences everywhere isn't always going to be enough so yeah i I know i'm sounding kind of like a downer but that's basically my feelings on this movie yeah it just wasn't enough (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thanks again for being on the show, Greg. Um, also, like, your name isn't too different from Gru. Like, you just wow. change out a couple of letters, you know? Yeah, we, we look, look alike, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely as famous as uh, old Steve Carell. Yeah. I don't know why I said yeah, as if that was true when it isn't. Well, thank but... you for agreeing with me. <laughs> I can't believe he's known as America's funniest man. I know. Many... Is he? Is he actually? Yeah, by Life magazine. Oh, I'm. Yeah, I don't follow Life magazine, so like, I don't know. Yep, America's funniest man. How low have we fallen? <laughs> <laughs> I think the only one I've seen is like the 40-year-old virgin or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember liking that when it, like, a couple years after it came out. But then looking back, it's like some of that really has not aged well. So. No. <laughs> but obviously Paul Rudd is, like, amazing, as usual, I think. Oh, yeah, and looks the same. Yeah, I swear that the guy does not age whatsoever. Like, yeah, you want I to mean, be friends, <laughs> right? Yeah, Avengers Endgame explains why he doesn't age, you know, because the oh, yeah. time travel and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Marvel's gonna be terrible. I can tell you that now. <laughs> Secret Invasion just invaded my mind, and made me forget what happened, because that was pointless. Yeah, I feel yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Um, I thought it was going to leave somewhere with all the um, all the stuffs, but no, it just did nothing, didn't it? <laughs> no, yes, the real secret for regarding Secret Invasion was that it sucked. So. <laughs> yeah, like the lowest rated finale. <laughs> yeah, and like there was a character death. I was like, why did you get rid of that character? It's like, uh, it's so upsetting to me. Uh-huh. But anyway. Um, yeah, I guess that's it if you have, like, nothing to plug, right? Yep. All right. I'll mention all my 
links and stuff uh, when I edit this. But yeah, that's it for now. And without further delay, have a good day. Hi, this is Steven again, adding stuff in the edit. A uh, funny thing, uh, the mention of Marvel is that it, here in the delayed replay universe, so we record this discussion on Despicable Me 4 before Deadpool 3 came out, so before either of us could chime in with thoughts on that, but that'll be the next episode of this podcast. So you can email delayed replay at delayed replay podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on um I don't know, dancing and getting jiggy with it. And yeah, in a moment there will be a discussion, uh, a brief one on the state of animation and then a review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Meet and Mayhem. But first, the links and whatnot, the plugs, you can follow me at Steven Schinder on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Steven Schinder Storytelling on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Goodreads, Letterboxd, StevenSchinder.com. All that stuff is in the show notes. Uh, my new novel, Trespassing Through the Visages, is available on Amazon. You can... Look up info on that and the first Standalones and Stepping Stones book just by looking up my name on there. And you can also find me on Yes Shift, a podcast that I do with my dad. It's also a vlog. Uh, we talk about Yes and I've talked to Yes members and people who've worked with Yes members. Like we've uh, interviewed Kevin Godley, uh, Royna Stolt. Uh, very huge names in music. Definitely check them out. And yeah, there's more stuff coming out. Uh, so yeah, give us a follow if you're into music and whatnot. And you can also... Um, oh, I recently guested on my friend Jesse Bennett's uh, podcast, like him and his friend Phil's podcast, Question, Possible Answer. Uh, we talked about the movie Accepted, so that was a very fun discussion. I I'm not quite sure when that episode will be out, but subscribe to that podcast and give it a listen when it's out. And I think Dylan is actually editing the um, finale for Triple Play, the movie trilogy podcast from DecorativeVegetable.com, so I think that should hopefully be out sometime in the near future. The finale that we recorded like a year ago, uh, maybe a little more than a year ago. Uh, so yeah, uh, great stuff. Uh, links are in the show notes. And without further delay, here's Steven from that other universe. Hey guys, it's Steven from that other universe. I know that on Delayed Replay there have been discussions on movies that have come out over the last few years, and some of them have come out kind of differently, like Soul, A Sing 2, The Bad Guys, uh, but I think some of those, um, maybe almost all of them, I don't know, like... Um, 
both of us, Stevens, have similar thoughts quality-wise on those movies. But let me just look back on a few of the other sort of big theatrical uh, and whatnot family movies that, well, I guess in my universe, uh, a few may didn't get theatrical releases. Some were streaming only, but uh, just a little look back on uh, some of the stuff that's come out. Because on the discussion, uh, the other me was struggling to figure out uh, what the most recent Disney animated movie was. And then uh, afterward, we talked about it. And I was like, oh, Strange World. Remember that? And we were both we both really loved Strange World. Uh, it was very good father-son movie. Um, but as for other Disney animated movies of the last couple of years, Rayo and the Last Dragon was also incredible. Um, and Kanto, I know l- most people who've seen it seem to love it. Uh, we thought it was just fine. Like, the animation looks really good, but the music... Like, there are other movies where the music really sticks uh but i guess you know this is a minority opinion here regarding encanto um on the pixar side of things onward was pretty decent luca was enjoyable um let's see turning red turning red was incredible just maybe a couple lines here and there that uh, didn't land so well, but overall was very emotional coming of age story and like a real good family and friends story. Um, Lightyear was fine overall. It was average. Uh, the third act is where things kind of fell apart and what I like to call Iron Man 3 problems uh, so I'm not spoiling anything about that in case you haven't seen it, but I feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just attached to the lore of the older animated Buzz Lightyear show and what seemed to be suggested in uh, things like Toy Story 2, but, but I, I think Lightyear would have, maybe my opinion on it would have been better if instead of it being presented as oh this is the movie Andy watched in 1995 it would have been more believable if it was a movie that adult Andy saw with his kid and then maybe have it be a story about accepting like some of the changes with different iterations of your favorite characters or franchises or whatever I think that would have landed better honestly um elemental uh ended up seeing um post uh this episode being recorded like both of us stevens saw and we had the same opinion uh it's fine overall as well uh it didn't get very emotional but also wasn't bad like it's definitely better than the marketing presented it to be but it still could have been better i, I think the marketing made people think it was kind of a ripoff of Inside Out. And I think most of that came from maybe the character designs and the color palette of all that. But the setting is really interesting. I just wish they could have 
tapped in this into the setting even more um so yeah like it just ended up being fine overall um let's see what else what else uh i'm trying to think of you know illumination we've talked about some of the stuff there i guess uh, has been talked about on the podcast um i would say overall there have been well okay i I just remembered dreamworks also recently released uh ruby gilman teenage kraken and uh, i I think greg shared the same opinion that is very meh uh like just it was such a weird movie like even when the trailer came out i was like it's kind of weird that this is coming out around the same time as the little mermaid a disney remake and Ruby Gilman also felt like even if this wasn't how it happened, it felt like it smushed the Pixar movies Luca and Turning Red together. So it felt really derivative, didn't really have much uh, that really resonated because it didn't really feel very new. So it was very meh, didn't really enjoy it. Um... I don't know. Are there Trolls movies still coming out? I I don't understand why, but yeah. And again, I'm just touching on the movies. Uh, I know if I touch on the shows, there's like a lot more that like this discussion would be super long. But overall, I think that while some of these have been good and there have been maybe a couple of duds here and there, uh, the animation has looked good in much of these, but there's still like it feels like for each of those companies there's been a really uniform style for the most part to the point where uh for each of those companies the style has felt samey and i know the sentiment has been that the spider-verse movies have broken that mold but i kind of feel like maybe you know, movies like Intergalactic and uh, Mutant Mayhem trying to tap into the style of Spider-Verse is, you you know, like these animation studios should try different things, but I kind of worry that maybe some of them will be relying on the Spider-Verse style too much to the point where that style will feel kind of samey over the next few years. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see what changes, if anything, in animated movies going forward in the near future. Um, Especially after whenever the strikes in my universe. And, like, I'm very curious to see what ends up happening. But, yeah, so those are my two cents on the state of animation um i'm not an expert so i can't really say a whole lot but yeah those are kind of my thoughts the vibe that i've been getting uh but anyway on to teenage mutant ninja turtles me to mayhem now before getting into spoilers just letting people know where my fandom lies as a turtles fan i got really into the turtles with the 2003 animated series when it aired on reruns on a cartoon network animation block called maguzi which was really cool it was like this cgi animated characters uh this 
girl would go underwater to this uh, like submarine type place like an underwater facility and there'd be these creatures one looked like a giant frog and it, like look up Maguzi on youtube if you're not familiar but yeah that was the animation block where i watched reruns of the 2003 uh teenage mutant ninja turtles and then uh eventually i was watching new episodes as they came out and then through the, the fast forward you know future setting season and then back to the sewers you know the last couple of seasons were iffy but i still maintain that those first few seasons of tmnt 2003 were peak like they're my preferred iteration of the turtles and of course that animated show made me want to rent the live action movies from the early 90s and i even watched the first uh episode of the 1987 series which you know as a how old was i like 10 11 or 11 or 12 like around that age like i could tell how goofy the 80s series was in comparison and i was like yeah i'm not sure this is for me and then the 2007 movie i really dug because it felt like it carried over the tone of the 2003 series and i suppose the original comics uh even though it was a separate universe and kind of an unofficial sequel to the early 90s movies, you know, in broad strokes. They're, they're separate universes, according to the Turtles Forever movie, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, and then the 2012 animated series came around and I followed it for a bit and then fell off because of college, but then eventually came back to it. And it really felt like a perfect melding of the tones of the 1987 and 2003 cartoons. Uh, so it, overall, the 2012 series ended up being really good. And probably one could argue more cohesive than the 2003 series. Again, it felt kind of divided because of fast forward being thrown in there. But yeah, and the mocap movies uh, were very eh like it kind of felt like they kept changing their minds about what they wanted with those movies and just overall kind of didn't work really and then rise of the ninja turtles that 2d series um f from the late 2010s i guess so maybe early 2020s as well i don't know I like the concept of throwing in some more magic weapon type things, um, but overall the tone for that one felt very juvenile to me and just really cringe and tough to really enjoy, which is why the Rise of the Ninja Turtles movie from Netflix, I was kind of surprised that I really enjoyed that one, and the characters felt closer to how I wanted them to be. They weren't as immature as in Rise of the Ninja Turtles. So based on all that, I'm sure you could probably tell that I was not that into the new movie Mutant Mayhem because the turtles felt very immature, uh, kept making references, like specific pop culture references to today. And I was trying to think about why them acting like teenagers here like, you know, you could kind of compare it to Turning Red, you know, the 
the girls acting as they did there but i think the difference might partially be in the specificity you know the girls in that movie would make references to a fictional boy band and do all these other things that weren't too specific whereas in me to mayhem like it kind of got I don't know, it got overbearing and annoying, like, how many specific pop culture references there were and how I kept wanting the turtles to stop talking now and then. Um, so I think now I'll go into spoilers. Uh, again, the animation is great, but to get into spoilers, um, yeah, I... I don't I I feel like the ending of the movie makes for an interesting direction for the sequel. You know, the turtles, you know, this whole movie is about the turtles wanting to be accepted by humanity and they they do try to do a moment that's very similar to the crane scene in The Amazing Spider-Man, you know, in, in The Amazing Spider-Man I actually over time I've come to really love it, but I feel like the way that it happens in Mutant Mayhem feels very been there, done that, and even reminded me of the end of the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, in in my universe anyway. And yeah, I don't know, but the direction that it leaves the turtles for the sequel, you, you know, again, like it obviously they have to throw in Shredder, and with so many Shredder stories, I honestly don't know what I want when it comes to future villains but the bright side is the direction of having the turtles finally be accepted by humanity and have them be able to go to high school that is very different from many other iterations of the turtles especially in animation so i think that's very interesting um I forgot to mention earlier that I have seen The Next Mutation, you know, that TV show with Venus de Milo, the female turtle. I didn't think it was as bad as people said it would, but, you know, it, it didn't make a huge splash. But anyway, um, yeah, so the ending does leave seeds for an interesting future for this film series. But I also feel like there are some gross out moments that felt like they're trying too hard like making april vomit a couple times it really was a reminder of oh right seth rogan was involved in this movie so it was very very hard for me to enjoy the movie because of some cringe moments and i feel like those are still going to be present in the sequel whenever it comes out so yeah i don't know i'm very split on whether I will see the sequel in the theater or not, or just wait for it to drop on Paramount Plus or something. Um, the thing about the Ninja Turtles franchise is there are so many different iterations that there's bound to be something for someone, and there are definitely a few there for me. But I'm thinking maybe this one is one of the ones that might not be for me, unfortunately. So... Uh, I, I gave Me to Mayhem, I think, a 5 out of 10. Maybe a 5.5, if I'm being generous. But, yeah, like, it was almost a 6. But then, like, I don't know. Like, the gross-out moments kind of tipped it to 
being like a 5.5. I also thought the way that they learned how to be ninjas, like through watching online videos or whatever, was kind of a stretch. So, yeah, I don't know. But those are my thoughts. It looks like I'm in the minority, though. Um, I definitely enjoyed Blue Beetle much more in, in that double feature. I watched Me to Mayhem and then Blue Beetle in the same day. So, I definitely recommend Blue Beetle. But, yeah, those are my thoughts on Me to Mayhem. Uh, so, yeah, that I'll talk about Blue Beetle uh, at the end of the next episode, I guess. And going into spoilery detail. And without further delay, have a good day.